Tove's top five because ten is too many. Tove's top five because Stubbs is too busy. Tove's top five, I don't know what he's up to, but he's clearly busy. So let's talk about some tunes, cuz it's Tove's top five. Hey, 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 hey. Yes. This is about as chipper as it's going to get today. Tell you what, we're going to, we're going to be bringing the, uh, bringing the energy uh, to, to a, to an angry place. Very angry because today we are focusing on a super important uh, group artist. It's really an artist, uh, that being Trent Reznor and the group being nine inch nail, punch your balls off for nine inch nails. That was, uh, of course the great, uh, Larry Bud Melman, who, you know, for, for some reason introduced nine inch nails at Woodstock 94. As you've heard us talk about on the big podcast, we were at Woodstock 94, but we did not see nine inch nails. We had actually that was on the second night i believe or third night and we had decided to leave by then because i think we've talked about this before but in addition to me getting lost in the whole story there uh our mom bless her heart for even just taking us there i mean amazing like coolest mom ever um but she lost her wallet purse and like all of her money while we were there. So we, we were, we ran into a little bit of a jam, you know, this was in the good old days. I don't even know if there were ATMs at the thing. There was no Apple pay. You didn't have phones. It was, a, it was, so we left and actually missed nine inch nails. But the thing everybody recalls was, you know, them coming out covered in mud, just looking like just possessed demons out on stage and they probably were the last last or second to last band of the night and put on just an incredible classic performance and this would have been uh right after downward spiral the band the live band was amazing i mean twiggy and you know they had the whole thing working came out and put together a set for the ages well you know i i would say that you know trent reznor since then it's kind of, you know, leveled off a bit, calmed down a little bit. Married since 2009, five kids. He, um, he actually grew up in Pennsylvania, kind of smallish town, and then moved to Cleveland. And that's where Nine Inch Nails was formed. So, you know, he's kind of, kind of a Midwest dude and brought an edge and an approach, sort of an anger to music that in a lot of cases hadn't yet been seen. I mean, he was not the first industrial artist, you know, you had ministry already in existence and a few others that, you know, kind of helped shape that scene, but it was a little bit more underground and, you know, pretty hate machine came out 
1989, actually, which kind of got things started. They were on the Lollapalooza tour and then started to get some MTV awareness and that sort of thing. And then, of course, when Downward Spiral came out, they were more or less mainstream at that point and a very important group, you know, definitely introduced a new kind of wave of uh, an electronica approach, uh, a more industrialized approach to metal and to rock and also a lot of synth, you know, stuff almost in the spirit of more new wave or Gary Newman type stuff that, you know, was also something that was fairly unfamiliar. I mean, things had become so minimalist in the early nineties with everything being guitar based drum driven. You can definitely credit him for being, you know, one of the artists that started to bring a lot of layering and those type of things into the mix. So uh, looking forward to uh, exploring the top five from this group. I mean, extremely vast catalog when you figure the first record came out in 89 and looking forward to digging into the top five. First, an album worth mentioning. I will now sell five copies of the three EPs by the beta band. I'm going to go with a more recent release here. So uh, I think I talked about couple of episodes ago the Def Leppard release that was orchestrated sort of recreations of their music and I'm going to go with the same concept here but for the band James it's called Be Opened by the Wonderful 40 Years Orchestrated 40 Years my goodness and they've put together a pretty solid uh, set here plenty to choose from and it's a nice start to finish uh, arrangement. I think they did a good job. I don't know if this is like the new thing, you know, that groups are doing now is, Hey, let's, you know, let's put out some, uh, orchestral versions of our tunes, but I think the Def Leppard one went pretty well. And that was a little different because they sort of took their original master tapes and then just applied orchestra to vocals basically. Right. This is a complete re-recording. So, you know, the songs are all new arrangements and newly sung by Tim Booth and all that, but it's worth checking out. You know, I, I, I hope that bands are kind of doing this now. I mean, it seems that way. And, you know, for certain bands, this is a pretty neat approach. So be opened by the wonderful, by the great James, who started a few years before Nine Inch Nails, but also kind of hailed from the, uh, from the eighties and has gone through many different quests, musical quests in terms of sound and that sort of thing. And that can certainly be said for Trent Reznor who has boy. I mean, even just with the nine inch nails project has explored so many different avenues of, of sound and approach, but you know, even now and more recently, you know, mentioned his work with Atticus Ross uh, mostly doing TV and film soundtracks um, stuff. That's a little bit more ambient, a little bit more background uh, in many cases, but still extremely cool. So yeah, kind of a, a tricky top five, but you know, we've got uh, one tune off the downward spiral, one tune off hesitation marks, one off broken and two off the fragile. There's quite a bit of honorable mentions here. I wasn't going to get away uh, with this group. You know, with only having one or two, <laughs> quite a bit that we're close to making the cut. But uh, what do you say? What do you say, Larry Bud Melman? Huh? What do you say? 
Thank you, Larry Bud. Just so just so you didn't think I, you know, made that up. But let's follow Larry Bud Melman's lead and get to that top five. Here we go. Okay, it was really hard to put these in order. Um, the top five was, I mean, I was able to get there fairly easily, but going from, you know, five to one was a little bit rough. And then we ended up with six honorable mentions. <laughs> it's a little bit more than I usually like to have, but goodness, with a band like this, it's uh, pretty tough to size it down. Our first song comes from what was a pretty tremendous and quite important digipack ep number five please call me johnny five johnny you have taken name for yourself from 1992's broken coming out hot with track two stemming from the classic intro of track one which is pinion you dig into track two which is wish This song won a Grammy in 1993 for best metal performance. And Trent Reznor was tickled that he used the F word so blatantly and won a Grammy. This was the first song I heard from them. And, you know, early on with Nine Inch Nails, it was like I had heard of them. And, and you know, I think I bought Broken just because it was like everyone's talking about this group and I don't even know what it is. So I think I bought it sort of on a whim. But you pop it in and you get pinion into this and it's like, oh, boy, <laughs> what did I get myself into? video is pretty wild too it, i mean it was very i just remember like a cage and like a like a room full of people just looking like they were zombies just rattling the cage that trent reznor was in i mean it was, <laughs> it's, it's pretty pretty wild pretty wild mtv was funny at that time you know it would go from like uh uh, Lisa Loeb in, in nine stories or whatever to, to, you know, wish, but, uh, great live song too. you know, seen, seen the band, uh, a few times, most notably on the ghosts tour where just the screen and the stage production are just incredible. It's an arena tour. Um, one of the better shows I've ever seen, but, uh, yeah, wish always, wish always made things get a little, a little chaotic on the old general admission floor, you know, probably some, probably some elbow drops going on, but coming in at number five off the broken EP in 1992 
is Wish. Let's get to the next one. Four. <laughs> Fine shot. I should have yelled two. You know, every album you kind of have like a moment where, you know, usually it's a certain track. For me, it was usually the songs that you didn't know is kind of the deeper cuts or the ones that you hadn't already heard on the radio, et cetera. And with the Downward Spiral, it was such a long album. I mean, 15 tracks. And I just remember the record was so cool to have. I felt so cool having the Downward. It felt so wrong and just dirty and awesome you know and but you know you knew march of the pigs and you knew closer and obviously eventually you would know hurt but there was a track that really stood out for me and it's a deeper cut and it makes the top five and i i just remember this moment for me it was a big deal because it breaks down into an acoustic guitar section um, that's actually very melodic and very rhythmic and very stripped down by this album's standards because there's a lot going on in this record layer-wise. And I just remember being like, okay, this is very musical. This is not just making noise. This is not just uh, being loud and obnoxious industrial rock. There's something artistic happening here, you know, which just made you even more kind of intrigued by this album and then intrigued by where, you know, Trent was going to take things in the future and, it was kind of a pivotal moment on the record where, you know, you get through the hits and the sort of, you know, songs that you already knew coming in and you hear something and it's like, well, and uh, for me, that is track seven stuck right in the middle of the downward spiral, the becoming. Just the like crazy effects and sampling noises of people screaming and um, and the weird time signature, you know, I mean, it's in seven time then it's in six. I don't know if it's, you know, 13, but it's uh, it's unique. It's unique and it's a little wild um, until you get to that section I was talking about. dug about you know Trent's music is that something could be a little bit all over the place but there was always something that kept it grounded whether it was a hook or in this case kind of a vocal line I mean that line that he just kind of dropped is pretty hooky you know and it's always very clever in how to kind of create whether it was melodies to an extent with his voice or with a synthesizer or with you know whatever was there you know you could take something that kind of was a little bit messy but make it concise and make it directional um, and that's what I feel like he did on this track quite a bit and here's that breakdown section I was talking about
It's just so cool. And you totally didn't don't see it coming. When you're listening to this whole record, you get to this track, all of a sudden everything breaks down into an acoustic with kind of a soothing vocal. Pretty awesome. And then of course it goes completely bonkers again. But you can see the just unique dynamics. But yeah, that was that that was a moment for me on that record where it's like, okay, this guy, this guy's onto something. You know, this is not just a this is not just an angry man making noise. Very cool uh moment within an extremely cool record that boy, the downward spiral sure has held up well. Kind of surprised there's only one on the top five from there, but that is the case. And that track was the becoming which came in at number four. Let's get to numero trace. Two songs off this record. It's a double album that came out four years after the downward spiral. Trent definitely took his time on this, took a couple years to record and you can see why it's extremely detailed and, and you know, it's a, it's a double album with 23 tracks. I mean, nearly two hours of music on this record, one hour, 46 minutes. It's, you know, pretty amazing. You don't, you don't see that much anymore, but very acclaimed and just an outstanding release. And number three is uh, song number two on disc two, which is an extremely cool track called Into the Void. It's kind of a, what's the opposite of a poor man's, a rich man's, it's a rich man's closer. So similar beat, similar approach, but you know, a bit more dynamic and a bit more musical uh, with a bit more groove, even though Closer had quite a bit and and does a similar job of kind of building things up throughout, um, which is one of Trent's best moves. pretty hooky obviously you got some guitar action there that's you know pretty interesting um but again you can kind of feel that comparison to closer where things are kind of building up um but i think you know even more interesting and even more experimental and atmospheric than that song is and it's a pretty cool way to kick off the second disc of this fragile adventure Awesome breakdown there. And then, of course, everything comes back into the mix and goes completely ballistic, taking you into the end. But all with this, you know, kind of bounce groove beat 
you know, four on the floor kind of stuff, which is, which is always nice. So into the void off the fragile, it is not the last we've seen of the fragile, but it is the last we've seen of number three. Let's get to the next one. Utah, give me two. This one is off hesitation marks, you know, an album that was released 10 years ago, but kind of feels new in the way that it had been a while since, you know, he had put out a studio record um, under this moniker and he had kind of, you know, been doing a lot of work sort of in different realms and, you know, different kind of more unique projects with teeth and year zero were pretty good records. Uh, and then obviously got pretty experimental with the ghosts project and did a couple EPs, but really this was kind of the first real studio return uh, in 2013. And I just saw it as a, you know, complete return to kind of the the roots of sort of a pretty hate machine in terms of its energy, but really the roots of the downward spiral and the standout track. Boy, there were quite a bit. It's a really good top to bottom. Listen, coming in at number two is track number four off hesitation marks. And it's a little bit more chill by their standards. Find my way. This also kind of builds, but it's a little bit more dreary, but still has some direction, still has some beat, still has some energy. And it just kind of chugs along in a way that's really cool. pretty you know kind of progressions there vocal treatments trent was not afraid to be beautiful he knew how to do it once he was done being so pissed off you know he could really come up with some stuff that was really pretty and uh find my way captures that it's great placement too because the album starts off with quite a bit of energy and it's pretty up tempo and then this kind of cools you off a little bit in track four. It's really cool placement on the record. Find my way coming in at number two and, uh, Really, really cool, unique track that sort of cools things off after a pretty hot start on an incredible album, Hesitation Marks. If you haven't heard it and you remotely are into this group, you got to check it out. But uh, standout track on that record and comes in in the runner-up position. Okay, well, what wasn't the runner-up? What took, what took the blue ribbon? Let's hit it. It's a good thing. It's 
the second track in the top five off the fragile track six on disc one the title track the fragile was an mtv awards um back when they were watchable and it had been a bit since you'd seen these guys or heard from them because you know they did take some time in between the downward spiral and the fragile but i remember they played this song and it was a new song and you know they nobody knew it i didn't know it and they kind of debuted it on this award show and it was just like oh my god this is awesome and it just got you even more excited to hear the record but Starts off nice and easy, then builds up to something that's got a lot of feeling to it. Very, um, simple in terms of kind of the progression and melody here something that pretty easily could have been on pretty hate machine certainly could have been on downward spiral so this wasn't too much of a departure uh from the previous couple records but it still is a bit more refined i mean it definitely sounds like a song that that should be on the fragile because of its production and because of its approach and because of its build um, but I think the title track just really nails it. And boy, did this get me pumped to hear the record when they played it on this award show. Really cool middle section here. So kind of a crazy breakdown as you often got with these guys. And then it goes bonkers at the end with something with some super cool layers, guitar work, and everything's just working. takes you home and takes us home on the top five with number one on the list the fragile off the fragile all of a track like i said grouping the five songs wasn't too tough putting them in order was kind of a bitch but the fragile fairly easily comes in at number one on the list all right, honorable mentions. We have Sin off Pretty Hate Machine. That one was close. That's a hell of a song. That one that one holds up incredibly well. And one of the better songs they they do live. And that version at Woodstock, I think it was the second song of the night. It was pretty killer. Uh, Ruiner off of Downward Spiral, which is the track right before the Becoming. That's a great, I mean, you've got 
You've got Mr. Self-Destruct, Piggy, Heresy, March of the Pigs, Closer, Ruiner, and The Becoming, the front half of that record. It's just like, oh my God. I mean, that's like, that's crazy good. Uh, so Ruiner is an honorable mention, Heresy, track three on that same record, A Warm Place, which is track 11. So a lot of downward spiral here in the uh, honorable mentions. I'm going to put something from Ghosts in here, from Ghosts 4, and that's uh, track 31, because they're all numbered. Just kind of a really cool experimental guitar piece. And then Dead Souls, which was the song off the Crow soundtrack. Remember that one? The movie where Bruce Lee's kid like died during the making of it. I don't even know if it ended up being that good of a movie, but sure as hell ended up being a good soundtrack. You know, that was the case with a lot of stuff back then. Remember singles? I mean, amazing soundtrack and that movie's like, horrible but you know the soundtrack opens up with wood by allison chain so i mean what you know what are you gonna do all right so reviewing the top five you had a wish off broken at number five the becoming off the downward spiral at number four into the void off the fragile at number three find my way off hesitation marks number two and the fragile off the fragile at number one important innovative very cool band and even cooler frontman artist that has brought us a lot of good stuff over the years and you know hopefully we haven't heard the last i mean i like all the um soundtrack you know on the soundtracky stuff i mean it's super cool the atticus ross material but you know one more one more nails effort would be pretty solid hopefully he's working on that thank you trent for uh, letting us punch our balls off in your honor. And we'll see you for the next one. Hopefully you'll be a little less angry, but we'll see you for the next Tove's Top 5.